and welcome to episode 191 of the F-Reality podcast, the number one podcast for all your VR gaming needs. We've got a jam-packed show for you today, so strap in for the long haul, as we're going to be talking about Mercenaries mode coming to Resident Evil 4 VR, Blade and Sorcery just got mod support on Quest, Hitman 3 is coming to PC VR and adding motion controller support, we discuss our thoughts on Meta's crazy-looking haptic gloves, Rowdy gives you his top VR picks from the Steam Autumn Sale, and to round up the show, Zim's got some releases for you to look forward to coming soon. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight of the past couple of weeks, and feel free free to let us know what you've been playing in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, he's the Belgian-Canadian crossover we never knew we needed. He did a great job as the temporary host on the last podcast. It's the one and only, it's Rowdy Guy. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Excited about the show. Like, uh, yeah, it was uh, quite a task last week. Uh, I had to I had to take over, like, it went a little bit over time. I know I, how hard it is to, like, keep that show to, like, uh, you know, it's two-hour mark, you know, we're, we're still trying to push it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a fun show. It's like, oh, I always like doing these kind of things. Um, but, yeah, I've been great. Uh, we've had our first little bit of snow here over in Canada. Uh, I am planning on going back to Belgium soon. Uh, I don't know if it's the ideal time because everything there is back into lockdown as well. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I do hope I get to see my parents, you know, for the first time in almost two years again so that'd be that'd be kind of nice but no i've been i've been i've been great for the rest though yeah i've been really 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 well and um it's the steam vr sale season mm. right mm. yeah so mm. the, i have a, a multitude of highlights actually like uh, i just wanted to bring a few of them up because i mean we all know that demio is on sale right mm. demio is on sale in the steam on sale you can now get it for 20 percent off which is Kind of nice. I mean, it's still one of the better games that released in the past year. So uh, I, I, I would definitely pick that one up. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to I make one thing clear to you guys, though. These are my favorite picks. These are not per se my favorite games that I would play because, you know, I have a very particular kind of style. I, I, I mostly pay Pavlov. You know, this worries me now. <laughs> this worries me now what kind of content you're going to be sharing but, here. Yeah, I yeah we all know what Steam be. looks like at the moment in terms of the VR category, but... Go on, carry on. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, th these are just games that I think that, you know, if you haven't bought them yet, you should really buy them now. And also, I, 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 I always think like you need to get the most bang for your buck, right? So yeah. I, want, I wanted to get those that have like a minimum of 45% off or more. You know, those are the ones that I would pick up during the summer sale, uh, uh, during a, the, the autumn sale. Not, okay. not runtime, so, but more, more how much of the, the yes, discount. How, how much value you get for your... For your money, I okay, think. Okay. Some, some, like for example, Skyrim, great game, a lot of value. You know, it's it's a good discount, but the game is old. You know, everyone has played it. Wow, you played it on <laughs> iOS. You played <laughs> it on. on I, I, I literally saw Zim's heart break as you said that just now. I, I'm I gonna kill him. So I am gonna I'm, kill him. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prepare you there. I'm not, I'm not going to list Skyrim. However, I am listing on number five, No Man's Sky, which in my opinion is still, I think the best VR ported game that you can pick up. Currently 50% off, 50% off. So down from $59.99 all the way to $29.99. I think, I think that's, a, that's a steal considering, you know, the, the amount of content that is in that game. I think yeah. that game is just, uh, I mean, I've played a lot of it and I still actually haven't played enough of it. And the way that they've ported that game into VR is in my opinion, the best port that we've seen of like a, a big game. I find it better yeah. than Skyrim. Sorry. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He's, he's absolutely yeah. wrong, but it's okay. He's, he's allowed to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this guy is good, man. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it, No Man's it's, Sky is great. It's so I, expansive I really like. is the main thing. It's just like you yeah, can... It just, if you're going for, for value, you get a lot of hours out of that. And they're still putting massive patches every quarter out. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 So on, on number four, I have a, a game that I've bought at full price. I believe that was back then at $59.99, also a VR game. Um, and it's Star Wars Squadrons. Mm-hmm. It's currently at $14.79. Wow. That's good. So that's you, down 63% from the price that last, uh, was lost. This is yeah. $39.99. And there's, yeah. I mean, it's not my personal favorite VR game, but for $15 or less than $15, it's kind of a steal. I mean, yeah. it, it's, there's so much, there's single player content, there's great multiplayer content, visuals are great, integration with VR is great if you have a HOTAS or something like that. Uh, it's a great game. Exactly. That's you exactly. get to live out your dream, every kid's dream of sitting in your own X-Wing. Like, exactly. That, exactly. enough said. Amazing. I was, very, great, I was really great, impressed with the fact that it, it it's so canon. It, like, it, mm. you just are mm. dropped into the Star Wars universe in such a wonderful way. And it's not like they overblew it or anything. The real sad thing for me is I paid full price for that, and I I made it might have played like four or five campaign missions, and then it just I just <laughs> moved on, and I need to go back to that. So thank you for the reminder there, Rowdy. Yeah, yeah. And then the third one is I mean this is definitely going to be a little bit controversial because it's going to be a lot of people who don't like this. You either love this or you hate this. It's Trover Saves the Universe. I love oh. that game. I, I love that game as well. It's it's short, and the original price of it, I think, was far too high, but it's currently 65% down, coming mm. from $29.99, so it's now $10.49. Yeah, uh, well so worth it for that. For that price, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, you need to like that kind of humor. If you don't like that kind of humor, you know, you don't like Rick and Morty, or like, you know, you're that one person who doesn't like that, you know, so, so, so be yeah. it. If you like so, Justin Roiland, uh, you'll love this game. Like, it's yeah, exactly. pure. If you it's don't mind people constantly dropping F-bombs and kind of toilet humor at you, then then this kind of game is for you. If you're <laughs> worried it. about that stuff, don't buy this game. Yeah, don't, don't. Great choices uh, then, so far. Yeah, they're good choices. Yeah, we, we come in our, in our top two, so number two and one. And this was, for me, a little bit of a harder pick, but, I mean, I... I'm going to say number one first because it makes the most sense. Uh, it's But uh, the problem is they, they put this on a discount, but I think every person with a VR headset has played this game. It's number one is Half-Life Alex. You know, yeah. 50% off the original listed price, $59.99. So it's now available for, for less than $30, $29.99. Uh, I mean, if, like I can't imagine someone who has a VR headset. I mean, maybe someone who's new and, and, you know, has been waiting for a Black Friday sale or a you know, then maybe you pick this up. But I, I think that most people who have a VR headset already have this one. But yeah, if you don't, it's the moment to pick it up. It's twenty nine ninety nine. It's just, it's probably the best VR game yeah. ever made. Uh, although number two comes at a close second, I think. Any guesses what it would be? Pavlov? Number one? No. It's not my personal picks. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. on discounts. <laughs> uh, well, no idea. No idea. Boneworks? It's no, no, because I just don't particularly like the game. On number okay. two, it's uh, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. Oh, great oh, game. Yeah. yeah, great game. What's the price? 40, 45% down from $39.99 now to $21.99. Oh, so yeah. $22. Yeah. Nice. Awesome picks there. Awesome picks. Yeah. The, chat, the chat are pretty happy with that as well. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> very, very nice. These are the ones, if I, if I hadn't played them yet or I hadn't, I mean, it didn't have them yet. Then those are the ones that I would probably pick up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. But then uh, I'm, I'm going to tack mine on there because they're going to anyway. For 13 pounds, you can get Skyrim VR. My God. <laughs> you had to. You just couldn't let <laughs> it go. Had, I had to. I had yeah. to. Fair you don't get that price on Bethesda games often. I'll let that slide this time. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for that, Rowdy. Very much appreciated. Uh, no although I'm, I'm sure people's wallets won't appreciate it, but we appreciate it anyway. Uh, so next up, apparently this guy's been making VR devs cry since 1999. And I'm not sure if they're happy tears or sad tears. <laughs> Maybe he can let us know. It's the legendary VR streamer, Zemtok5. How you doing? I'll, I'll take off a tiny top hat. Oh, why, thank you, Mike. It's thank been a you. whole month since I last answered that question for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, how was your time away, by the way? Was it good? Oh, it was great. Yeah, I had a, had a lovely time away. So yeah, if you missed the last show, I was away with my family on holiday. Uh, we didn't travel far, but we traveled to the coast. Lots of dog walks. Unplugged. To so I unplugged so much to the in fact that it was difficult to replug again when I came home. <laughs> but that's that that's what all great holidays are about, right? So yeah, yeah. had a great time. Thank you. But how are uh, you? What's yeah, your good. highlight? No, I've had a very good actually as a streamer uh, in the last kind of few. Um, last two months, I'd say I've spent a lot of time kind of doing uh, redoing my audio setup. So I'm now on a like silly, expensive lav mic and redoing all my cameras. Um, so a lot of like behind the scenes, like rigging work um, included in that is a is a binaural microphone around the back that I I picked up from Zoom, which has been super fun to play with. Done all kinds of different silly projects with it. It's really kind of a niche thing, but when you find what it's it's really good at, <clears throat> for example, putting it in a room of like six people you'll be able to distinguish all of those voices independently and hear them all back. So look out wow. for more fun binaural projects from us. Um, and and in addition to that, uh, my highlight of the week uh, is getting back into a game that at the very start of this year, um, I think I, I called it my game of the year at the very beginning, uh, which is Gorilla Tag. Um, so Gorilla wait, Tag... Wait, 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 wait. Was that last year? No. You said your game of the year was Medal of Honor. Yes, no, yes. No, that was last exactly. year. Okay, I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Okay, my bad. My yeah, bad. yeah, that Carry was 2020. So, <laughs> three strikes and you're out. No. Yeah, that was <laughs> absolutely my game of the year last year. And I, I can stand by that, by the way. Okay. Uh, Gorilla I actually tech, think sorry. that the, the quest build holds up. But um, um, but no, this this year my my game of the year has definitely mutated as it's gone through the tracks. I haven't really decided what what deserves it for 2021, but that's probably for the next podcast or the one after that. Um, but definitely at the very beginning, I was I was super impressed uh, with Gorilla Tag just just because a few things like design things. Firstly, it's an indie. Secondly, it was done by kind of single person. I don't know if it's expanded to more people. I'd imagine so with the popularity now. Um, but what I really like about it is they've they've architected a storefront in the game so you can kind of give back if you want to or they're in in the process of doing so. But they're they have a, a mechanism where you gain rocks. So you'll know most mobile games. If you log into them every day, you'll get a certain amount of in-game currency, right? But the the cosmetics that they initially launched for Gorilla Tag was like five items. You could buy a little pack in the Steam store, wasn't available on Quest. You could pay I don't know, it was a fiver or something, and you'd get a couple of hats for your monkey. So Gorilla Tag, for those who don't know about it, it's like a um, it's like a playground simulator. It's like you were back playing tag, you know, in the playground. And there's a few different levels. Um, but they've added a city level, which is like you go to a mall, uh, and there's like, it's a three-tier tier shop. Um, you can go and buy cosmetics for like Christmas, for Halloween, and all this kind of stuff. You buy a little bow tie, a little pin with a, an ape on it, uh, all kinds of funky eyewear. If you put on 
the pirate eye patch. It blanks out that side of your VR vision. Oh man, you can that's buy genius. the other one. You can also buy one where you blank both sides and you're a blind monkey. It's freaking nuts, <laughs> like the things that you can get. But the thing, the reason I really like it is the way they developed it is if you if you are playing Gorilla Tag a lot, which is you know it's a it's a it's a game that a lot of people pick up because it's free and and they would be playing it. This is like a way for you know money to go back to the dev, and I think that's really important. But yeah. when I logged in. There were 7,000 concurrent players, and it's like, are you kidding me? Like, all their systems about how you can, like, stand together near the gorilla computer, push a button, and it will take your whole group and join you to a lobby of your choosing. So that I love. I love the way that they you branch out from this monkey hut. I love the way that when you start in the game, there's no instructions whatsoever. You have to just kind of work it out. They drop you in, and you, you immediately join a multiplayer session. So all for all of those reasons kind of wrapped up into a package, it's the biggest indie success story this year by far. Uh, and, you know, coming from a from a single mind or whatever, I, I just have to say, Lemming, you know, you did an, an incredible job with that. It's just amazing. And um, I, you know, check out the store. Those, those cosmetics yeah. are really fun. Uh, I think they're really tasteful. And eventually, they're still working on this part. If you want to skip the login every day to collect 100 rocks and cosmetics cost you between a thousand and like 3500 rocks but i have to log in a few times to kind of get a hat or whatever you want for your monkey uh but if you want to skip that in future you'll be able to pay for it which honestly i would probably do willingly even though i don't normally like um mm -hmm. those kind of microtransactions like I, when i get a, a game like that i, I want to get back to the dev so just thought i'd give that a spotlight because gorilla tag is great fun also i'm going to be running a 10 player gorilla tag match tomorrow publicly so if anyone wants to check it out uh you can come mm. watch Awesome suggestion. There you go. Awesome suggestion. It's, it's free on Quest, on App Lab, and on Steam for free as All well. Right. So yeah, another great shout out to uh, Lemming VR, the creator of Gorilla Tag. There. Um, yeah, great to see you all again. It's great to be back on the show again. It's it's it feels because because we do them every two weeks now. It's been a month, so I haven't had my F reality fix. But um, <sighs> as you probably uh, can guess, Nathy's not joining us today as he's celebrating his birthday. You know, it must be amazing turning 16. You know, it must be amazing. You know, that yeah. feeling <laughs> Sweet 16. Of, of, of being old enough to go out and buy cigarettes and stuff, you know. No. Uh, he, I, got, I got to say something. I got to say something. I am sorry, Nathy. Okay, I'm going to say sorry before this. But I, gotta, I, gotta, I thought of this joke and I just got to say it. So, uh, lads, what, <laughs> what are the similarities between Nathy and Michael Jackson? Oh, God. Go on. No? Uh, when they're looking for a good time, both of them go off to Wonderland. That, that's true. He loves he loves theme parks, and that's where that's he is where right he is. now. Yeah, yeah, he loves he loves Disney. He loves theme parks. He's at the Efteling, uh, which has got like a VR experience, which he's talking about, which he's spoken about in a previous episode of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great that he's not here because we can roast him, and there's nothing he Absolutely. can do about it. Um, also, if you can correctly guess his age in the chat, I've got a little a little thing here for you. So uh, <laughs> I, I, will, even, I can't I, even correctly guess his age. I have no idea. I will reward anyone that guesses his age correctly in the chat with a free key to Winlands 2 on PSVR. Uh, so if you've got PSVR Ooh. and you can guess oh. his age, then I can give you a free key. Uh, but yeah, he'll be back on uh, the next show. Um, obviously, my name's Mike, host of the show. 
Uh, obviously, I wasn't here uh, on the last show, uh, so I've got a few things to catch up with. Uh, I've been playing tons of VR stuff, though. Uh, Medal of Honor, uh, Return to Rapture, which is a mod for Half-Life Alex. Really great. Yeah. They've got a part two coming soon. Uh, After the Fall, Blade and Sorcery, uh, tons of stuff. But the thing I want to uh, sort of highlight is a book that I read whilst I was away. Mm. Although I say it's a book, it's more of a, a graphic novel. Uh, and this is this is it right here. It's called uh, The Electric State, and it's by Simon uh, Stallenhag. Um, it's kind of like a short story uh, set in like a post-apocalyptic late 90s uh, about a young girl and uh, her little robot sidekick uh, who kind of travel across America. And um, humanity has become like completely addicted to this like kind of virtual reality system uh, called Center, which is completely like destroyed and melted their minds. And I just want to show you one bit of artwork from the book because it, it, is, it is incredible. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah. Is it like a guy, uh, like a payphone kiosk headset thing, and he's kind of like stuck in there on his own, and the streets are empty? Mm. It's um, it, it, the artwork is incredible, as you can see. It's it, it's very bleak, uh, but beautiful at the same time. Uh, how, how is the like? Can you like maybe flick through a couple of the pages just to show like yeah, how yeah. the story is told? Uh, so yeah, it's it's quite short. Wow. So this is another great picture. Um, I see. Yeah. So, yeah. so little little bits of text, but mainly, um, you know, with the uh, artwork next to it. Mainly artwork. Yeah. So that's why I say it's graphic novel. Wow. Probably take you about an hour, two hours to read through it. Um, uh, but it's if you like um, if you like stuff like Black Mirror and you're into VR, then you'll like this. It's kind of dystopian, a bit bleak, but like I say, very beautiful at the same time. There's also rumors that this book is going to actually be adapted to a movie uh, because Universal bought the rights to this um, a while ago because it's been out since 2018. And uh, apparently the Russo brothers are on board to direct this new movie. Um, they're famous for like the Avengers and Captain America movies. Mm. Um, and Simon Stallenhag, his previous work, uh, or actually the work that followed on from this was called Tales from the Loop. And that was yep. adapted to a TV show by Amazon. And awesome. uh, I, I spoke about that on the show because I, I thought it was a really great show. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see if this uh, Electric State gets adapted to a movie um, in the future. But yeah, I'd highly recommend it. If you're someone like me that's quite hard to buy for at Christmas, then this might be a nice stocking filler for you from from your mm. family or whatever for Christmas. So yeah. one to keep an eye on. That's the, uh, the Electric nice. State. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So, uh, what about the chat? Um, uh, lo loads of guesses about Nathy's age. Um, <laughs> 42. Same age as wow. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like the Benjamin Button of VR. Um, yeah. And tons of suggestions of what people have been playing as well. We didn't read those out. But yeah, uh, Mighty Quinn playing Lone Echo 2, Fabster, Resident Evil 4, Pete Shirley, Demio, Eleven Table Tennis, um, and a bunch of tabletop board games. Serpo, Gorilla Tag, Medal of Honor. Yeah, so everyone's been getting in amongst it with the VR content over the past couple of weeks, which is pretty cool. Um, if if one of you are right, I will double check because I'm not actually sure of his age myself. <laughs> I will go back afterwards and I will email you um, and you can get a key for win lens too on PSVR. This is, a t I got to say, any yeah. ladies listening, right? Um, this is a typical guy thing, right? Like two ladies, they're definitely going to know, I think, each other's ages. They're going to know their yeah. birthdays. They're going to give presents. Like two guys, pff, yeah, you know, we're useless. Yeah. But yeah, happy birthday, Nathie, if you're listening or Absolutely. watching. Um, so before we get into the news, we have two new sponsors uh, this Ooh. week. Uh, our first is our friends over at Resolution Games with one of our favorite VR games, Demio, which Rowdy uh, mentioned, obviously, as part of the Steam sale. And also, if you didn't know, don't take our word on it that it's a fantastic game because it also won Best Game Award at the VR Awards last week. So 
I think. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah around well deserved. Yeah. Well yeah. deserved. And there is also, I mean, I think it's probably worth reminding that this, obviously, the Steam uh, VR Game of the Year award is also like pending out there. I just saw them post on their socials today. So if you like Demio, then go vote for them because um, this is one of those. As after Gorilla Tag later in the year, this dropped, and I was like, ooh, okay, I've that's now gazumped Gorilla Tag and Demio. Honestly, right now is probably my game of the year. I haven't decided yeah. yet, but yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's absolutely it up there. If you're listening to us say Demio and you have no idea what this game is all about, well, it's a turn-based tabletop co-op dungeon crawler where where four players can venture out on a handful of challenging adventures together. Their third expansion is releasing on the 16th of December called Roots of Evil, which includes a whole new adventure, which we'll all have to play together, of course. And they've got a new character coming called The Bard, which is awesome. Uh, the game is available on Quest, Rift, and Steam with cross-play support. And on top of this, the game will soon be getting a non-VR mode where flat-screen PC players will be able to join the fight alongside VR players, which is another awesome feature. Uh, we've added links to Demio for Quest and Steam in the description below, so uh, go and check it out and give them some some love thanks to resolution also, games i i believe that the discount is ending on the 30th of november right so if you want to yeah. pick yeah. that up you need to be rather quick be yeah. quick and that's on steam yeah i'm not sure on quest yeah uh, no. very good yeah so that's our sponsor uh, this week. So let's get into the news. Uh, first bit of news this week is about Resident Evil 4 VR. Um pretty fantastic game. I absolutely loved it. I know we were kind of a little bit divided on the show on previous episodes when we talked about it when it just released. Um, but Jason Rubin actually shared on Twitter this week saying that Resident Evil 4 VR is officially the fastest selling app in the history of the Quest, which is incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of this success is obviously due to the game being a great game even before it was ported to VR. You know, it was one of the most highest rated games of all time. Um, but also, Nathy rightly pointed this out on Twitter, and that is that Oculus Stroke Meta promoted the crap out of this game. Um, they posted a, a total of 17 separate videos of Resident Evil 4 on their YouTube channel. I saw ads for this game everywhere when it launched. And poor Lone Echo 2 and Medal of Honor, in comparison, only got three videos on their YouTube channel. So they really did promote it. Uh, they're obviously very proud of it, which they should be, because it's, it's a great game. Um, but yeah, what you, you you were a bit on the edge about this one, right, Rowdy? Yeah, like, I mean, I haven't picked it up either again. Uh, it's just not, I mean, first of all, it's not really my kind of thing. I'm not really a, a horror fan. Yeah. And some of the integrations, like I like I highlighted last time, I just don't think that they're that well done. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I like to see new titles and I like to see new things. <laughs> and I understand that this is done because it, it's, it drives hype and it drives attention to VR. And maybe that's what VR needs. I don't know. But from a personal perspective, it's just not something that I'm looking yeah. forward to. I think, yeah. And I think that's exactly why this pitch this approach and why all the marketing dollars still make sense in 2021 it's a little sad to think that getting on the gravy train of vr you know back in 2014 like now we're still having to introduce vr to people and there's mm -hmm. still a lot of people who've never tried a headset or you know done i do think this is the best way of doing it though um with familiar it, titles yeah you know. it is it just, is. just what, what, what i'm a little bit scared of is that Titles like Lone Echo 2 that haven't performed, you know, nearly as well as, as Resident Evil 4 are now going to be set like, oh, it's better to invest more money in these bringing these old ports yeah. rather than investing money into 
what in my opinion a brilliant title like yeah Lone no Echo i do is. agree i do agree yeah. but i think i think to get the mainstream audience in we do need those those mm. familiar titles like a call of, of duty for example would yeah. be a real banger and it's a shame medal of honor didn't really hit home <laughs> as hard but a call of duty would absolutely nail it but um going back to resident evil 4 um you know there's one thing about this port that didn't sort of make it into the vr mode uh, the vr port sorry is and that is the mercenaries mode uh the ada assignment and the separate ways content there was three additional sort of modes that didn't make it into this port um the ada assignment and separate ways you play as ada wong who is a character that you meet in the game uh, you play sort of like a parallel adventure as her uh, running aside leon's story are, are these from the original game and got cut uh yes. they weren't dlc they weren't something you it, would pay for in addition back in the day they weren't in the original original game, as far as I'm aware, but all subsequent later ports had this content uh, included for free. Um, right. But obviously, okay. that they were uh, absent in this VR port. But Oculus and Meta stated uh, that this week that Mercenaries mode will be coming next year as a free update to the game. So, if you're not familiar with the Mercenaries mode, it was present in it was present in Resident Evil 4, uh, 3, 5, 6, and Resident Evil Village, uh, and this mode is kind of unlocked by completing the the campaign. Um, so once you finish the game, you get this mercenaries mode. It's, it's essentially like a speedrun mode. It's kind of renowned for being quite challenging, and you can choose a, a few different characters to play in the Resident Evil 4 version, including Hunk, who <laughs> is a, a kind of a, a legendary uh, umbrella soldier, and he's the, the dude in the thumbnail if you're wondering who he was. Um, but basically you have a time limit to kill as many enemies as possible and to get a high score, and you also get bonus points for killing combos, and you can also collect additional time to sort of stretch it out longer. Uh, there's some amazing speedruns on, on YouTube, of course, um, but yeah, it's a great way to sort of add some more content content to the game especially if you've completed it like me and you're desperate to jump back in again uh, yeah. but yeah have you okay, completed so, it yet zim uh no 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 i mean like ch chances are i probably won't uh but that's because that's not because i didn't have a great time um i'm i might feed it to my wife to be honest because she i had her playing it and she was really enjoying it so i've got her doing that and skyrim so it's kind of like it, 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 it's 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 actually equally as fun for me watching someone else ingest that type of content. Yeah. And again, as I said, like sure. I played it on Wii and I'm not usually a play things again kind of guy. I just didn't remember that for many months <laughs> until it actually launched. So well, it's been a we'll while. see. We'll yeah. see. The thing is in a lot of trailers and stuff, I've seen like bosses and baddies that I definitely don't remember playing. So maybe I didn't get that far. That's 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 also possible. That, that's that's like I have got a terrible memory and that's the best thing about having a terrible memory is that you just get to relive this again <laughs> it's the same with movies I can watch a movie again I'm like completely forget what happens at the end I'm just like brilliant this is what uh, you know it pays you to have a, a brain of a goldfish that regularly forgets things absolutely um, <laughs> But yeah, that, that is a Resident Evil 4 VR getting uh, the Mercenaries mode for free next year. And then hopefully the other the other two bits of content will be added as free updates further down the line. Fingers crossed, you know. I love uh, I love I love free content. I mean the one thing that I would just say, um maybe maybe not contrary necessarily to Rowdy, but but along a similar kind of line. Um on the topic of like do we take games that are AAA and then do a port? I mean obviously Subnautica, Skyrim, Alien Isolation. Uh, GTA, GTA with through the mods, right? Like all of those things, um, for me have have really been they they have a lot more staying power, a lot more punch power than I would have expected. As somebody who really doesn't like uh, you know apps like let's say Vorpex stuff like that, like like the yeah. halfway house of like yeah. oh yeah, we'll take a game that's not really meant for VR, but we'll try to VRify it through code. Generally, doesn't work so well. 
But when you get the studio native or sometimes even mod community supported VR editions, they they sometimes have a lot more punch for me than uh, yeah. than than a design for VR experience. If it's short, lacking breadth, uh, lacking the ability, in my opinion, to explore. Like you mentioned No Man's Sky. The reason No Man's Sky is so cool for somebody like with my interests, I can go anywhere. You know, I can just explore a planet and find block-shaped fish, you know, whatever it is. So that kind of gameplay for me is what I want. Block-shaped fish with short attention spans and bad memory, <laughs> like me. <laughs> I'm um, looking for a, a new podcast host. Which is yeah. <laughs> but the thing is about Resident Evil 4 VR, and I, I, we should move on, but one thing I want to say about Resident Evil 4 VR is that it runs beautifully on the Quest mm. too. It, it, yeah. it runs so well, buttery smooth. And that kind of brings me nicely on to our next <laughs> bit Uh-oh. of news because we were talking about Blade and Sorcery Nomad on the quest. Yeah. And for me, you know, I really enjoyed this game, but it, it like for me, the performance is pretty rough. Um, it does okay. seem that most people don't seem to care because it, it got very good reviews on on the, the Oculus store. Um, you know what it reminds and, me of? It oh. reminds me of uh, when Boneworks landed. It was very choppy at the very beginning. Yeah. And I, I suspect with the headroom, the limited headroom they have on Quest 2, it might stay choppy I, I think so i think it's all to do with the physics and the same with boneworks it's all to do with the physics nature of the game but i think that's the, the kind of jankiness of it is also part of the appeal i think with yes. games like this um but yeah like like i said i had a great time with it performance was a bit rough but uh this week they announced uh that mod support is now available for the quest version which i know a lot of people have been super excited for because adding mods to the pc version was again one of those things that that made it so successful, you know, and, and more more VR games should really uh, take the opportunity to add mod support because it really does expand the lifespan of any sort of game. Um, but anyway, now you can mod the Quest version. So uh, I jumped in and you can download all these mods from a website called Nexus Mods, which Zim, of course, will be familiar oh. with adding mods to Skyrim. I live there. Yeah. <laughs> Love Nexus. <laughs> Zim's world. Um, but for the Quest version... They've brought over one of the most popular mods from PC, which is the lightsabers. So now you can have uh, Luke's, Obi-Wan's, and Darth Vader's lightsabers uh, in like the arena or even the dungeon mode. And there's even a mod that where you can have, uh, all the enemies have lightsabers as well. So you're actually having lightsaber duels with these uh, dudes, which is pretty cool, and dudettes, I should mention. Um, They don't retract, like the lightsabers don't retract and, and pop out. You know, like they, they do on PC, but um, it's kind of like a limitation of the quest right now. But you do get all the awesome sound effects. And then, so on top of the lightsabers, I added um, an easy dismemberment mode and also stronger <laughs> telekinesis powers. What um, I'm getting a bit like seeing this video, I'm getting a little bit worried about you, Mike. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if, if anyone sees this, like from my, my old days, they might put me on some sort of like watch list or something like that. <laughs> so this guy's a danger to to people to the community um but yeah i got i got totally carried away i had an absolute blast with it like i said performance isn't isn't any better with these mods installed in fact it's a little bit worse of course as, as you'd expect but you can have a lot of fun with it uh modding the game is is actually relatively simple if you're someone like zim you'll have no problem with it uh essentially you just download download these mod uh, zip files from uh nexus mods you just need to make sure that you download the blade and sorcery nomad mods and not the Blade and Sorcery PC mods because they're not compatible oh. with the Quest version. Um, yeah. But then you just extract the zip files and then transfer uh, the mods over to your Quest by connecting it to your PC and navigating to the the Blade and Sorcery mod folder within the game files. Um, I did a whole guide on the on my on my channel if you want to go check it out if you get stuck. But it's super super easy. Um, so yeah, you, you know now you can mod Blade and Sorcery Nomad, which is pretty awesome. 
So nice. did you have to connect your quest and drop the files over into a specific folder? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was wondering it. if it was smart enough to that you could go through the browser and get it directly, but not yet. I'm sure there is a way. You could probably do it with a phone, but to make it as simple as possible and just to do the video and get it done, I, I you know, it's just easier with a PC. A lot of people are asking for like how to do it with the Mac, and I was like, I have no idea. I'd imagine it's the same. You just need to extract the, the files in a different way. <laughs> this is a very Zim thing, but I saw you in Nexus go to the slow download because you obviously use the free version. I'm like a lifetime subscription. So <laughs> <laughs> trust me, that fast download is wonderful. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure. For files like this, it doesn't. They're, they're matter, super small anyway. Exactly, they're tiny. But it, bearing in mind, like mod support has only been available for what three days now. There's already like a massive list of mods available already. So yeah. you know, there's tons of stuff over there to enjoy. New arenas, new more blood, everything you can imagine is there. So yeah, if you're interested and you love Blade, Blade and Sorcery, go check it out. You have a blast. I gotta say, those videos are amazing of you, Mike. I'm glad I, I, I showed off. <laughs> <laughs> that poor man, you just kept going at him. Jesus. You know, I, I don't know I what remember. it was. You just like kind of like just, I don't know what it was. It, it's when you it's, it's like a uh, you know, a caged animal. When you when you when you let them out of the cage, there's just there's no stuff in them. <laughs> it's so true though. But Blade and Sorcery does pull that out in you. I gotta it does. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it for does. sure. That's a great title though. So yeah. uh yeah, that's uh mods uh added to Blade and Sorcery Nomad. Next bit of news is about Hitman 3. Can you guys remember this game? <laughs> I remember standing on a stool uh, in that game, yes. It launched back in... I remember in, it had uh, controllers. Yeah, well, well, it didn't have con motion controllers. It had gamepad controller yeah, support. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you're not familiar with uh, Hitman 3, it released in January of this year, um, and it did have VR support, but it was only uh, supported with the PlayStation ver version using PSVR. So... You know, like you guys said, while it was great to step into the shoes of Agent 47 in VR for the first time, you were kind of limited to the PSVR's tech. So, you know, it looked it looked okay, didn't look great, didn't look bad, mm. looked okay. Um, but like Rowdy rightly said, you know, you were limited to just a gamepad uh, to control the game, which, you know, really, if you want to be Agent 47, you want to yeah. really feel that grot and, and, <laughs> and put it around someone's neck and feel the Again, last ebbs I'm of life. so worried. Like. Like, yeah, I've been playing too honestly, much Blade and Honestly, the garroting part, like, and some of the mechanics worked quite well. The thing yeah. that didn't work quite well was like if you had like a rifle or something. You doing that with a gamepad felt so awkward. Um, the mm. only other thing that I remember very starkly from playing it is you'd walk into a crowd, and this is why I'm so happy about this news, but uh, you'd walk into a crowd and half of the crowd wouldn't appear and it would be pop in as you walked through the crowd. I remember mm -hmm. this tower in Dubai or wherever you were. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you could tell the very, very obvious in your face limitations of PSVR. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and you know, hard to get says, you know, it, they did have motion control support via the motion controller and the DS4, but it's not like what we're talking about is independent no. motion controller support. It's not, yeah, it's not exactly. really the same. They, they did their best, but it's not the same. Um, but the developers IO Interactive confirmed this week that VR support for Hitman 3 will be coming to the PC version okay. in January 2022 with full motion controller support. So it's going to support um, right. Index, going to support Oculus, other PC VR headsets, and you'll be able to, like we say, garrot someone <laughs> full one-to-one, -one, which is going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, if that it's makes on... me way more exciting about it. Wait, wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if it's on sale before... Before then, you know, if it's on, I don't know if it's in part of the autumn sale on Steam, but worth checking out. Um, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be worth checking that out because if you can get it now cheap, 
the VR mode is most likely going to be added for free. So yeah, um, and, and and the thing is, it wasn't just. I mean, they've talked about Hitman Three, but we did have on PlayStation. You had Hitman Two and Hitman One, the remakes, VRified. So do you know if that's exclusive, like excluded from this news? That will likely be the same with the PC version as well. That's yep. what I thought. So if yep. you if you go and you buy and you own that IP then and and that software, then you should yep. conceivably get it. Okay, so that's yeah. good. And that was the great thing about Hitman 3 is because you got pretty much all the Hitman games in one package and the original games were also updated graphically and mechanically to be up to standard with Hitman 3 as well. So Do you hear that, yeah. Rockstar? Do you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about Rockstar later. Oh. Um, so, so yeah, that's uh, coming in January 2022. Uh, along with the PC VR mode, we're also going to be getting ray tracing support on the flat PC mode. I'm not sure if that's coming to VR oh. or not, but oh. I doubt it. Uh, elusive target mode, which is uh, like an arcade mode, uh, along with more maps, modes, and storylines, which will be coming throughout 2022 uh, alongside this big update in January. So there's going to be plenty mm. more content to come. Uh, you could really, like... Like Zim said, you could really sink hours and hours into this in the VR mode. So, uh, yeah, definitely one to have on your radar. And hopefully, you know, when PSVR 2 eventually drops, hopefully we'll get an update uh, to have those motion controllers added as well for the PSVR version. Yeah. You really want to feel the throat collapsing, don't you, Mike? Jeez, this is such a violent just, podcast, just, this one. You just want to feel the heartbeat <laughs> slowly diminish in your fingers. Yeah, that's what you want. That's, that's, that's what those, like, haptics are made for in those controllers. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, looking forward to revisit uh, Hitman 3 in January next year. Oh. Um, next up is a quick mention. Uh, if you're our sort of age and you, you lived in the UK or... Uh, and you... <laughs> And 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 grow. Oh God, I messed this up. This is really limiting the audience. If you're our age, if you're in yeah, the so UK, if you're, if you're our age, you lived in the UK. No doubt, growing up, you watched Games Master on TV. Did any of you guys watch Games Master? <laughs> Didn't grow up in the UK. <laughs> Just me out. then. Just me then. Um, okay. Well, it's a, it was a classic TV show. Let me sort of fill you in on the details. It was a classic TV show in the '90s, uh, covering all types of video games. And there wasn't many TV shows around then that were focused on video games and being obsessed with video games. Obviously, I love this show. Um, it had these kind of like fun competitive challenges where people could win like the coveted golden joystick uh, for winning. Um, and I don't know if you remember when we had Jason Bradbury on the show yes. a year, year yep. ago. He actually had yeah. one that he had borrowed from a friend and never given it back. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's cool what that was. I was going to say I'd heard of the golden joystick before, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, That's what it was. But the other thing was, which was amazing, was you could ring in to the show and get tips from the games master himself if you were stuck in your favorite games. And of course, this was before the days of everyone having access to the internet and being able to Google the, the solution yourself. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm feeling super old now. That was Wait, like wait the, a second. Was that, a, that, that wasn't like a freebie. That was a charged line. That was a business thing, right? Uh, yeah, 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 totally, totally, number, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you remember, but like Nintendo actually had an official Nintendo hotline oh, yeah. uh, yes. yeah, that yeah, used yeah. to charge like £1.50 a, a minute or something ridiculous. So yep. you would, you'd be like stuck in like Jabu Jabu's belly in like Ocarina of Time and you'd be on the line <laughs> and your mum would be screaming at you like, Mike, get off the freaking phone. You're, you're causing us a fortune. I'm like, look, I need to find out how to get out of his belly. Like, deal with Yeah, it. there were very few routes, avenues to that information. Like yeah. you either bought a, a, a tips guide, right? Those like yeah. books that you'd like a tome of knowledge or you'd, or you'd like be talking to your schoolmates, you know, on the schoolyard, that yeah. type of thing. If, if there were other gamers or, you know, if you were just the only lone nerd, then you were out of that. Or you were, you know, racking up 
bracket up the the telephone charges yeah, exactly. selling these uh, high premium lines you know or you it's funny to think all those businesses are bankrupt right now right because of the internet yeah but the, 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 well they probably retired and now they're just sitting on an island somewhere living out the rest of their days um but yeah there's other telephone services i'm sure they could have just pivoted towards they branched into other businesses yeah. yeah um so so yeah the other way you could do is you could ring up games master and the games master himself would give you the solution right well any yeah. the, the show is now back in the UK, and it aired its very first episode on Channel 4's E4 last week with brand new hosts, and now Trevor McDonald is the new Games Master. So Trevor McDonald, if you don't know him, he was like iconic uh, news presenter, now stepping into the shoes of the Games Master. And what I was surprised about with this show, and this is kind of why I'm bringing it up on the show, not just because I love it, but because it's actually sponsored by Meta. The whole show is sponsored by them. Um, Seriously? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, the whole the whole thing. So it it actually featured a, a VR spot where a guy was trying to, um, you know, uh, do this like a com- competitive thing with VR, and he was trying to get a full combo in Beat Saber's Escape on Expert Plus mode. Um, oh God! So there was that a little must have sec- been a mess. Well, he actually and, did and, it. And- he did it. And if yeah, you have questions about the game, can, do you need to go make a Facebook account and then reach out to them and <laughs> contact them on Facebook Messenger? Or like... Quite possibly, quite possibly, yes. Um, but the cool thing is, because it is sponsored by Meta Quest, yeah. um, I'd imagine it's going to have a regular VR segment each week. Yeah, so if you I'd are in the so. UK, um, it's probably worth tuning into if you're a VR fan. Or if you're outside of the UK and you just wonder what the hell we're talking about, you can actually watch it on YouTube. If you if you Google Games Master, um, you'll probably it'll probably come up as the the, the, the first search result. Uh, but it's on E4's YouTube channel. So yeah. Go check it out. But yeah, it's, really it was quite cool. surprising that the whole show is sponsored by MetaQuest, like every every episode of this series. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing that I find is like uh, having grown up in the US and then <laughs> and then lived for the last like 16 years over here in, in, in Europe between Ireland and the UK, um, there's there's such like a subculture. It's so insulated. It's like it's almost like the the gamers Atlantis, right? Um, yeah. Because it's English speaking. Because generally, you know, this this pocket of gamers has the thing. But you have your own shows, your own magazines, your own you know TV serials, all that kind of stuff that's totally different to what was there in the states. Um, it's it's like a little cornucopia. So every almost every single recommendation that you've given on the show, Mike, I've tried it out. You know, whatever it is, because mm. it's just like a background that I don't have. And it's funny because every time I tap into it, you find all these people who who treat it like it's. Um, it's just known. Yeah, but there's yeah. definitely well, millions of people who have no we idea. Have, we have the same thing in Belgium that it's like we also had, I mean, it wasn't called Games Master, but it was a, a similar kind of show with a similar kind of concept. It was called, I think it was called Gunk TV. I think oh. that's how it was called. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think, I assume like every country has their own little kind of thing. It's just, you know, the UK and the US have such a big scene around that. And it's English, yeah. of course, so they have a bigger audience. So yeah, uh, but yeah. But it yeah, didn't feel people... big at the time. Like, that's the whole point, like, here, yeah. right? Is that, like, in the 90s, um, if you were into this kind of stuff, it was very niche. It didn't get mainstream. And anytime there was something lifted to mainstream, it was like, oh, you know, yeah. it was like something special. And totally. So, a bit like know, how we grab stuff onto mainstream is... stuff with VR now, cool. you know? It's the same thing, almost. Exactly the same thing, yeah. yeah. But there's a couple of people in the chat that obviously I hit the nostalgia button for because uh, Nimzo uh, recognizes it. And also Watto UK said Dominic Diamond. He was the old. He was one of the old hosts. So, yeah, mm. well done, Watto, for remembering. Yeah, so Games Master is back. Go check it out. Um, next, bit of news. 
This is the big one. This is one everyone was buzzing about and going insane about. And this was uh, Meta showing off their new haptic glove prototypes from their Reality Labs division. This is pretty cool, actually. Um, they're, they're obviously big believers that haptics will be critical in uh, the coming human-computer interaction revolution of AR and VR and the metaverse combined, right? And they think touching and feeling the metaverse is, is a key to that. Um, so their goal is to develop lightweight, stylish, comfortable, and affordable haptic gloves uh, that can provide a range of complex and nuanced sensations such as pressure, texture, vibration, or to create the effect of feeling a virtual object with your hands in a virtual world, in the metaverse, right? So wow. the key to achieving this goal, they say, is replacing traditional vibration motors and actuators found in many of the current haptic gloves that are on the market right now. So, you know, like I've tried the, what is it, the Dexmo gloves? Um, you know, mm -hmm. Nathy's tried out a bunch of gloves uh, from like Manus and like Sense gloves and all those different companies. They all tend to have like big chunky motors in them or actuators that kind of restrict the movement of your fingers and everyone gets really concerned that they're going to break your fingers off. Yeah, the finger the finger breakers, right? Yeah. The finger breakers, yeah. They, they could never actually break your fingers. But yeah, a lot of people get concerned about that and maybe rightly so. Uh, but what, <laughs> what, what Meta are, are, are sort of are, are doing, are they're going down a different route. So they're going in favor of soft robotics and uh, microfluidics technology, which are commonly used in prosthetic limbs, actually. It's kind of interesting tech. Uh, and they're, they're also pioneering a lot of this stuff themselves. Uh, but they wanted to share, you know, what they've been working on, get people hyped uh, about the future of the metaverse, especially with the name change recently. Recently, you know, a lot of people not in the VR bubble are talking about the metaverse. And I think this is another big hype thing for them to get excited about. You know, physical yeah. interaction in, in, in the metaverse is going to be huge. It's uh, it's actually an old schoolmate of mine who works on this exact project. Oh, really? He works on the fluid actuators of uh, reality. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Cool. Well, props to him. Uh, looks like his hard work is paying off. Uh, but oh, more sure. on that later, because uh, there's, there's a little bit of a caveat to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the glove prototypes that they showed, they, they kind of look something straight out of Ready Player One. So if you're an audio listener, to kind of describe them, they, they're sort of gloves that you obviously slip on, um, but they have an array of small kind of bubbles in them, I would say, like little air pockets that can e either fill with fluid or air uh, to, to, to simulate the feeling of touch and also to restrict finger movement. Um, and as we know, of course, you know, Zim and I are huge haptic fans, you know, with vests and, you know, like the pro tube, force tube recoil <laughs> gun stocks, you know, adding, adding any sort of form of haptics to any VR experience, even if it's a small amount of haptics, really does add a lot of immersion. Immerse. To yeah. the just experience. want to feel anything, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, th these these kind of we'll little out. little haptics <laughs> in your in your in your in your hand and your fingertips are going to go a long way to adding uh, to immersion and presence in the virtual world. They they kind of shared a, a few short little clips, so I would urge you to go and check them out. But um, one of them is a girl using the Rift S Rip uh, to interact with a, a small sort of wooden wooden block in VR, which she can pick up, and you can see that her her hands are being physically restricted by the the you know the microfluidic technology, um, which is kind of cool, which gives you the sensation of actually picking up the block and having that resistance on your fingers. 
In another clip, she's interacting with a guy who's also wearing the glove prototype. So the both of them, both of them are in VR and they're kind of shaking hands and fist bumping and then playing thumb war, which is pretty cool. And then they, they sort of talk about in their paper, which they published, that another use case is having like uh, the haptics provide the sensation of using a keyboard. So, you know, obviously with Meta, they've got this big thing about infinite office and being able to work in VR in the future. And the idea is that you'll be able to pull up your virtual keyboard and use these gloves to feel like you're interacting with a physical mechanical keyboard or, a, you know, having that clicky sensation yeah. feedback. Uh, but you won't have a keyboard there or just be completely virtual. And yeah, I think when it comes to that, I think this kind of tech is going to be super important for that. And they do sort of ca have a caveat and say, look, this isn't going to happen anytime soon. You know, this isn't imminent tech. This is kind of like far reaching uh, future stuff that we're experimenting with right now. So we're ahead of the curve when this tech eventually like becomes mainstream. And they sort of envisage that it will be like, what, like 10, 15 years time. This stuff will kind of be like, you know, normal. Um, so what do you guys think about that? Like, how, how do you feel about replacing the current controllers that we're used to and we love because, you know, we love thumbsticks. You know, we, we're so used to thumbsticks and, you know, talking about being an old school gamer growing up with like TV shows like Games Master, okay. you know, we, we love these things. We love having a controller. And I wonder mm. if that gamer in us will ever be ready to let go of physical controllers in in exchange for these sort of gloves because there's a lot of problems involved in introducing gloves only as an input, right? Like like movement, yeah. for example. Like, how do you and, do that? Is it gesture-based? It's simply based? just size, right? I mean, it's it's the equivalent to needing a pair of jeans. You need to have... You can't just manufacture these in, you know, one size, three sizes. Is it going to be enough? Five? Ten? How many sizes are these gloves are they going to be? Um, so that's the first kind of logistical problem, I think. And then the second one is, I think you said the, the kind of disconnect between... When you have a game input device, it's very, like, it's it's very, I think, um, maybe you can overcome that through, like, a software virtualization layer. So if you had gloves like this, which help you to understand physical touch better, right, and it interacts just like you would with your feet, right? You could have these on your feet, you could have these on your hands, you could have them in other places if you really wanted, depending on what you were doing, but you could actually grab a virtual controller and feel the analog stick <laughs> without any virtual controller actually in your hands. So... So for you could still have your Oculus Touch controllers, right? As a software layer. You just blew my mind a little bit there, Zim. You understand I'm what lie. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I totally do. And I, yeah, I think... so, so, so it doesn't have to actually be in your hand. You just have to feel like it's in your hand. Wow. And then yeah. that's, that would be where you go with that. So I only think that the... Um, you're talking about fluids. Um, I think that... Again, how, how they manage that? Like, what do you wear? Like the equivalent of a catheter bag, and then you've got these two gloves. Like, it's going to start looking pretty weird. That, that's the challenge, right? Because right now, obviously, but, yeah. these gloves work, and they're hooked up to a big bulky machine mm. that are doing all the, you know pumping the air and the fluids around these things, yeah. and, and they have to do it so quickly as well to adapt to our sensations. Because you know, when we touch things, it happens so quickly, and we need that that feedback instantly otherwise everything's going to feel off so yeah. i think they've managed to achieve that with what they've got right now but like i said it needs a bulky machine the real challenge will be making them standalone lightweight comfortable all in one and you know if you don't hit the wall water's going to piss everywhere and ruin yeah. everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious like the thing i want to i wanted to comment on since like I, I don't entirely agree that you need like multiple sizes since i do think that a one size fits all for this might work now i i don't know the research well enough in order to really comment on this but i do know that the majority of touch that we have with our hands is in our fingertips and if you look at the gloves as well 
many of the actuators and many of the of the actual you know input control things are all located in the fingertips and there are like arrays as well going down the, the lines to so have like but if you if you think about natural interaction a lot of the stuff happens with the the, the tips of your fingers so if they have some kind of like a glove that is uh, more like stretchy you know that you can like you know stretch over your hand hmm. uh, with only the fingertips you know being uh, actuations i think you're gonna have probably like several stages before you get to like a complete like you know full hand control but i do agree that you know eventually the ultimate controller that we have is our hands and that's how we interact with the virtual world and if you then pick up a gun or you pick up a sword or you pick up anything in the world like be it a rock then you can simulate those kind of experiences by some kind of input control or output control with a glove i do think that's possible yeah um but that's going to be, I think, in stages. You know, you're not going to have, you know, the full feature range of like, you know, I don't know how many actuators are in these kind of gloves. Not even the ones that you see now there. But, for example, like the the the, the most common kind of places where you have interaction with, for example, the palm of your hands and the fingertips, and that's it. That's maybe the first the first mm. glove or whatever that they release. Uh, maybe I not. Did. I mean, that's just something that you know, coming from you know. Like yeah. how I would approach a, a problem like that. Certainly from 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 what I understand is like all of these gloves have to be custom made right now. And I do think instead of like a one size fits all, I do think VR tech and this kind of wearable stuff in the future is going to be more customized to the individual. Because yeah. I'm already aware of uh, a project that, that is working on like uh, face gaskets that are custom molded to your personal face. Mm-hmm. So you Skull. can... So yeah. you can stay in VR for longer, and it, wait, you know, wait, wait, with, wait, how do they how do they size you for that? You just get it like a a, a cake tin of goop, <laughs> and you just like shove it in no. your face, and then you post it off to them. Three D scanning, three D scanning with your oh, phone. Yeah, smart. Uh, so, yeah, that's and, much less messy. Like, like we we're very focused on the concept of a, of a glove, but we don't know what the ultimate you know concept will be. You know, maybe it will be just be something that will go over your fingertips maybe, maybe, and something yeah. that goes down your hands That's... indeed to like a pack in the back. Like the, the we're gonna have like several iteration of these kind of things. And of course everyone wants a glove because then you have the full iteration of like you know actuators over your hands, you know, full control over everything. But I don't think that the first I... you know prototypes that we're gonna see on a consumer level at least are gonna include all of that. No. Uh, I know we, we've talked about this on a previous podcast. I don't remember if it was two, four, six, eight, how many long ago. But in my opinion, like I, I'm almost like not, not so interested to go through the the teenage years of this tech. Like I, I am totally signed up for hopping from here to that place where <laughs> Musk was promising, where you get a slice behind the ear, they jab it into your sensors, and boom, I've got full body feeling. So that when I'm in VR Kenojo and that little Korean girl sl- slaps me on the butt, I feel it. You know, it's just like that's... Uh, no, yeah. but honestly, like you have like almost a a um, an uncanny valley for feel, right? Because like you you've definitely each of you guys have probably felt this. You put a thing on your back, okay, I can feel in the back or I can feel in the front, but I can't feel my thighs or I can't feel my feet or you yeah. know my face. Like I can't feel the cold of the room that I've just walked into. Um, I'd like I'd like to get to a point, yeah, uh, in the next twenty years where we can feel that, you know, not just pressure but also temperature. And- I feel the same way as you do when it comes to like VR treadmills. You know, th- there's a lot of hype around treadmill- treadmills, of course, because they look pretty cool and it's kind of like very futuristic. But when you actually try one, you realize how shit they are. Um, and I- I'm ready to just bypass that tech 
directly and like just plug yeah. straight into the brain, jack me in, and then I can just run through a field and <laughs> it'll just be in my brain. And, so many issues I have with that, but uh, yeah, like, I'm sure. I, I, you know, time. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. It's not, it's, what do you mean? It's easy. You just install this brain computer yeah, meta interface, easy, and you just easy. feed them all of your data straight easy. away. But yeah, and obviously, that, ads right into your face. That tech would obviously, <laughs> you know, bypass a lot of problems we have in VR right now. But yeah, and create a bunch more. I, I have to agree with Rowdy. Like, uh, I just, I'm, I'm impatiently. Uh, aggressively interested in that future. Yeah, I, for, I just am. For society in general, like we're all screwed at that point. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Um, but anyway, yeah. So um, going back to the gloves, while these are really cool, they look pretty epic. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but a company called Haptex, they also make haptic gloves. Uh, we've talked about them on the show before. Uh, they weren't very happy about this, uh, about Meta talking about their gloves because they state that their tech is almost identical. And they claim that they were the first ones to create this kind of microfluidic uh, technology in gloves. And apparently they actually showed this tech to meta execs over the last sort of four years while they've been developing it. Um, And obviously now they're upset that they've seen their design being potentially ripped off by meta. Whether or not this will lead to some sort of legal battle, or if like haptics have protected themselves with like patents and stuff for this tech remains to be seen. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next sort of, uh, you know, months, years. That's still a David versus Goliath, though. Like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you like, again, we had this with Guy Godin. I remember like he had, you know, um, I don't know if invited or he'd shown off, right, some of his tech or talked about how he built it. They're interested in so far as they're getting a freebie and then they take it and they ride it. We've seen it with so many things, you know, SideQuest is the other one, right? An app lab. I mean, that transformation is just in Facebook's DNA. And, you know, the rebranding of Meta doesn't change that. And I am absolutely not surprised by this story. But does it mean in the end that they won't benefit more than Haptex from the tech and from what they're developing? They are putting money into it. They are hiring people. They are putting brain power into it. It's not like they're not working towards it. But are they shortcutting? If we, you know, the, the past says they are. Now, mm. business is cutthroat. Um, it pretty much always has been. And so I think you have to be very careful if you're going to start playing with a big corporate and showing any of your IP to them, whether it's software or hardware, just be careful what you share. Because I mean, we saw that. I remember we saw that with the acquisition of uh, by Amazon of Twitch. Like early on, Google basically came in. Twitch opened their books, showed them how to do it. And then Google said, well, I'm not buying. I'm going to go make my own platform. Same thing. Big companies do this. So be careful. Uh, and then, you know, probably don't get into a legal battle afterwards because you're even it's, if it's you like, win, um, it's going to cost the, you. That recent series on Netflix, right, with the Google Maps. I haven't seen the, that. The German... I haven't seen that. Oh, you haven't what... seen it yet? No, what it's, is this It's about? basically a German company that originally developed, you know, the concept of Google Maps and they showed it to uh, a developer that then got hired by Google to implement the exact same system. And they never yeah. won the legal battle, you know, even mm. after years and years and years. I do well, look even, looking I, even at the whole Carmack thing, right? Back at the early days of Oculus, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing how and, to and, implement, how, bringing in the VR tech and, over. You know, so. Exactly. And Google did the exact same thing about promising that they would buy. But then when it actually, you know, the papers were on the table, they just said, oh, yeah, we're not going to buy and uh, they implemented their own. It's snaky, but maps. Yeah, it's business. I, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope haptics do get some, you know, something out of this. You know, they they put a lot of the work in. They showed it to them. They deserve the credit. They deserve the money. So fingers crossed. I'm I'm hoping they get something out of it. You know, but but yeah, 
these these sort of haptic gloves, obviously in the pipeline, long way off yet, 10 to 15 years, but it'll be interesting to see how this sort of, uh, this argument plays out with haptics. Mm. But we'll obviously keep you updated as well. The other, the other side of that, the other flip of that coin is, is um, open source or non, you know, walled garden solutions still have value. There is there is an open source uh, VR glove project actually. I think it's called by by Lucid VR. If you Google it, mm. they reckon it like it's like twenty dollars worth of parts, and you can assemble your own Steam VR compatible ha- like huh. haptic glove uh, that offers like resistance. It's pretty rudimentary with three D printed parts, but yeah, go check out. I think it's by Lucid VR. Go so and go and check it out. Budget finger snappers then. Budget, B- budget finger snappers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one, yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, VR haptic gloves uh, from Meta, yeah. possibly by uh, by haptics, but from Meta. Um, so so the final bit of news this week is about Grand Theft Auto's definitive edition on PC. Uh, if you if you've been anywhere near sort of traditional gaming news over the past couple of weeks, you've seen the dumpster fire that is Grand Theft Auto definitive edition. Uh, it's a bit of a mess, apparently, by all accounts. Um, and as we know, uh, you know, during Oculus Connect, I'm oh, sorry, I mean Facebook, no, not <laughs> Meta Connect. Sorry, <laughs> We're getting right. it. We're getting there. Hey. Um, the Zuck himself announced that GTA San Andreas was obviously coming to the Quest, which rightly yeah. so got everyone hyped, including myself. Um, but the PC community were kind of a bit upset because once again, they were kind of left out in the dark because it seems that GTA San Andreas is only going to come to the Quest. It's not going to come to the Rift platform. However, last week we did have a glimmer of hope as a fellow called Ben Turpin on Twitter shared his discovery of a VR mode found in the GTA Definitive Edition. And this was reported on widely by the gaming media uh, um, Mm. as a a kind of like an unfinished VR mode that was found in the game. And essentially what it was, was that if you used a debug mod, um, you could activate a first person mode using the input gta.vr space one. And it would happen. And I was like, holy crap, this is freaking amazing. Like I'm going to be jumping into like, you know, Vice City and San Andreas on PC in VR, like I like I couldn't hit the buy button quick enough, even though I knew the game was completely trash. Um, so I installed it, tried this 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 mod, entered the debug string, had a VR con- uh, headset connected, nothing happens. So unfortunately, the display was completely black. Still, it doesn't trigger any sort of VR mode. It is literally just a rough flat screen first person mode. That is it. So I was like, oh, okay, well maybe okay. you know. It just needs a little bit of work from the community. Like maybe the the the, the modding community might be able to fix this. So I reached out to like uh, Luke Ross, uh, who made yep. the incredible Grand Theft Auto Five VR mod, and also the Red Dead Redemption Two VR mod. Mm. And I kind of shared the details with him, and he replied uh, saying, <laughs> "Despite the name." It doesn't look like a VR option at all. It's probably just a placeholder that activates the default first-person camera of the Unreal Engine. Apart from that, it doesn't look like any work was done on it by the developers. So I'd say for now, it's unfinished in the sense that it's 0% complete. <laughs> so, so yeah, any hopes so that you we had... So you refunded it. <laughs> I kept it, actually. I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's just going to get fixed and then maybe in a year I'll play it when it's good. Um... But yeah, you know, it, it's unfortunate. Um, it looks like, you know, it's not going to be working for the PC crowd anytime soon. It's not to say that we won't get a mod from the likes of Luke Ross sometime in the future, but it's obviously going to take him a lot of time because he is starting from scratch. 
Um, so yeah, no GTA Definitive Edition coming to PC VR anytime soon. But of course, we're getting the uh, San Andreas uh, version coming to Quest. I think it's sometime next year. So we've got that to look forward to instead. Yeah. yeah. Well, GTA, GTA and any GTA in VR pro- properly done is, uh, is great. So yeah. 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 Like GTA 5 and Red Dead. Although they were very performance heavy, if you had a high-end PC, they were really cool experiences. My favorite by far, and I, I'm still gobsmacked, I haven't done it again since, was having the full racing wheel set up and driving cop cars around okay. uh, San and was it Los Santos, and and, Los Santos. and using the police mod and responding to all the the crimes and stuff and putting the sirens on again. It was like amazing. Like strip, took me straight back to the good old days <laughs> <laughs> when you didn't do that. Get yeah. on the ground. Um, yeah, so that is, um, yeah, sadly, the, the GTA Definitive Edition isn't going to have a VR mode anytime soon. Yeah. So that's all the news. Um, and now it's time to thank our second sponsor of the show, our brand new sponsor as well for this week, and that is Winlands 2 from SciTech Games, another favorite of ours. And Absolutely. this is the great thing. With these sponsors, we do vet them very thoroughly, and we only accept sponsors that we love. And so far, we've been super grateful to have amazing sponsors, and Winlands and Demio two fantastic games um but if you're not familiar with winlands because it came out a little while ago on pc uh it's a gorgeous co-op adventure game where you have to swing your way through the winlands using a set of grappling hooks and you have to take down these like monstrous huge challenging enemies with your trusty bow and do it with your friends by your side which is great um and the swinging mechanics in this game are just so, so satisfying because there's there's yeah. moments where you don't have a like a floor as such. You have to swing to get to the next area. Uh, and, and that momentum that you build up swinging through the environment is just so, so fantastic. Um, like I said, it's been out on PC for a while, but Winlands 2 has just been released for PSVR via the PlayStation Store. Or you can grab the physical version, which has just been released uh, in conjunction with Perp Games. They've got a boxed edition. Um, so yeah, go and check that out. The, win- the original Winlands game is actually available on Quest via App Lab now, uh, also available on PC and PSVR. So if you want to check that out, you can. The sequel, uh, Winlands 2, um, is that available. That plays very well, by the way. The Winlands on App Lab is, is fantastic. I went through like uh, three of the levels in it, and it's just, it's beautiful. Um, nice. And, 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 and it's, got, it's got a bunch of uh, really positive reviews on, on App Lab for people who are like, I saw this before. I didn't get a chance to play it. So glad it's out again. I think it's. I think it, it's, it suits Quest perfectly because there's no cable, so yeah. you can spin around and it's it's running great frame rate, all that kind of stuff. So both of these titles. I mean, if you really want kind of a bit of escapism, Winlands Two is a little bit more action adventure, um, and obviously it's got the multiplayer aspect, which is fantastic. I'm hearing a lot of very positive reception, more than I was expecting actually, um, from the PlayStation VR community uh, and the creators there. You know, really enjoying it. So such right. a colorful, enjoyable game. But that first one is like, it's the perfect Zen, you know, game. It, it really does, is. That's something I wanted to say as well is that you know both, even though it's Windlands and Windlands Two, they're both fairly different games in, in the yeah. way that they play. Like, uh, it's not like if you need to get Windlands Two in order to get an upgrade over like Windlands, because I think you can have both of them. And they are very separate kind of games, uh, even though they, they share the same title. They both have great swinging mechanics, uh, but uh, the gameplay feels different. Uh, yeah, in both totally. Yeah. Well, Winlands 2, like I said, is now available on PC and PSVR. Uh, no Quest version yet for Winlands 2, but we'll keep our fingers and toes crossed for that in the future. <laughs> uh, we've added uh, links to both Winlands, the original and the sequel on all platforms in the description below if you want to go and check it out. So thanks to SciTech Games for sponsoring the show. 
We love you very much. Yeah. Uh, now it's time to hand over the reins to Zim uh, for this week's uh, top picks of content coming in the next couple of weeks. And then we've got some good stuff to look forward to, actually. I'm excited. Yeah, there's, there, there's, there's, there's a fair amount, actually, uh, landing. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, the first one is, uh, is, is an old friend, actually, an old friend of ours. And uh, some of you will recognize his furry little face. I'll just tell you a little bit about this. Lucky's Tale has landed on uh, Quest 2 as of the 18th of November, um, which I think no one expected uh, for it to come back after his foray in Flatland. Let me tell you about this. So playing his former CEO, Oculus CEO, Palmer Lucky, you zip up into a bright orange <laughs> furry outfit and you take down naughty corporate lawyer bees in a rich and joyous world that starkly contrasts with our own depressing and dirty existence. Um, uh, not, not really, but... Uh, so this is Lucky Swifttail. I didn't know he had a surname, actually. So Lucky Swifttail is <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Lucky Swifttail is a uh, is a brave fox on a quest to save his friend Piggy uh, from the monstrous monstrously tentacled uh, Glorp. He'll run, jump, and this is a you know 3D platformer uh, in VR. So one of the original experiences from uh, from Rift is now available yeah. now. It's interesting that they. This is another quest to exclusive. Um, it's kind of surprised me again, you know. But they're obviously pushing right before the holiday season uh, a lot of games like this. So, like you, Mike, you were talking about remasters. Uh, this remaster uh, includes a few changes. So, one of the changes is lighting, rendering, uh, audio, optimizations for performance, specifically on Quest Two, uh, a refined and updated model. In fact, having hopped into the game. Um, Lucky does he looks kind of odd to me having played the original game. There's just like parts that I'm like, you're like in higher def, slightly different character model, like different face. I experienced this only before in Skyrim where I accidentally updated the character model of one of my followers and I was like, you look different. Uh, so Lucky <laughs> it's not as, uh, looks not different. A, not as stark as Sonic the Hedgehog when they made the uh, the, the original trailer. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> that was a bit of a that 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 stopper. <laughs> so it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's it's very it's very uh, gentle update that they've made to okay. him. But but I think you know if you haven't played a third person platformer in VR, Lucky's Tale, which is the price of this is about twenty bucks, uh, fifteen pounds, um, fair price for what you get in the game. It's relatively short. I remember it between being like four and six hours or something like that. Um, and it it's not as much character. I'd say Lucky doesn't have as much character as like a like a Mario in the mm. Super Mario series. Um, but it's a decent platformer. So if you haven't played around with Lucky yet, uh, then you know zip up that bright bushy suit and uh, and hop on in. Yeah, what I love about it, and I, I played the, the 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 Quest port as well recently because, yep. like you, I was a big fan of it. Well, the thing is, that was one of the only games that you could actually play when you bought a CV1. Uh, there was no, very limited content back then. Yeah, so uh, it was one of the games that everyone played if you bought a CV1 when it originally shipped because it didn't ship with any motion controllers. It only shipped with an Xbox control pad right yeah um, so so lucky Tale was one of the, the the few games that you could play but what what they did well in the port is you know that 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 transfers very well is when you go down like a little pipe into like a little underground section the 3d there is just so well done everything just feels really like you know like it's come to life and it's vibrant and it's popping and it just it looks great uh those yeah. little like 3d dioramas underground they look phenomenal so yeah, it's very cool. I, it's this. Uh, whenever I think about Lucky, I can't but think about um, our our favorite hedgehog friend who had a birthday 
Um, trying to remember his name now. You guys remember? Uh, so the Carmack remastered it. This uh, Henry. This Henry. I don't know uh, why Henry hasn't featured in a game. I think he should be Oculus IP, like or true. Meta IP. Um, yeah. But I would really be interested to play a game as as Henry, Henry. because yeah. he has such character and class. You know, like forget Lucky. Let's 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 have Henry. Uh, that's the next side. <laughs> Henry's tail. That's the. That's it would the be great if they paired them both up and you had a co-op experience <laughs> or something like that for the families next Christmas. Go on Meta Oculus Facebook. Yeah. Listen up. There, there you go. go. Nice. So that's the second one. Uh, I've got a couple of mentions coming up, but I'll, I'll mention another game, uh, which uh, we, we touched on just briefly earlier. So um, after the fall, I, I already covered this <laughs> by accident a couple podcasts ago. Mike, that must have felt like <laughs> that was just hilarious. yesterday. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, and I did it again today, December 9th. Uh, we've got uh, after the fall kind of landing. So this is from the creators Vertigo uh, behind Arizona Sunshine. It's a uh, it's 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 meant to be a, an intense, epic co-op game. I think one of the headline features for me, um, having seen the rundown, not just that it's in this snowy um, kind of world packed with zombies, but the the idea of customizable weaponry, um, being able to crew up in a very Left 4 Dead style, but then being able to go head to head four v four is a pretty cool feature that I wasn't expecting. So. Those things sound pretty neat. So if you want to run around an icy Los Angeles uh, after the fall is definitely one that you can tell the community is hyped for. There's not a ton of releases this time of year because everyone's bunkering down with sales and it's holiday time. Um, but after the fall is coming very shortly. And if, you, if you're um, quick enough, be able to get into, uh, if you pre-order, you get a chance to, to kind of play over the weekend um, and, and give it a taster. Now, you, you guys have both had a taste and... Uh, yeah, on, on your 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 thoughts and experiences. Yeah, so so if you if you pre-order the Steam version right now, you've got access to it for free uh, up until I think it's tomorrow. Uh, so you really need to get in there quick. Quick. Um, mm-hmm. I, this is just a play test. Um, I I don't know if this is like kind of like a final build of the game because there's a few like fundamental issues with weapon handling in particular that not yeah. only me but a lot of other creators that i've spoken to have highlighted uh, you know like rowdy being one of them uh, <laughs> oh. matt from bmf gt we've we all shared the same concerns um i will say that i love the whole vibe the whole vibe of it is like spot on you know they've got this like really cool like 80s vibe cool like yeah. 80s style music you've got these kind of retro light gun arcades that you interact with as a menu system and as a as a lobby oh. system there's like tons of people milling about mm-hmm. um the thing I, I liked I, about it immediately when I when I loaded this up as was like I almost forgot how good like you know a PC VR game besides yeah. Throne Echo and just can look. Yeah. It just it looks like the you know the, the I'm not gonna say anything about like the game or whatever because it's just a play test and my experience wasn't all too positive. But like when you get into that first environment already, like you know the you know how well the the environment is laid out, it's. And, and, and the detail of it, the interaction with the environment, I think is really, really well done. It's it feels a bit like refreshing, you know, having played like so many quest titles. Yeah. But then have something that looks just so good on a on a on a PC VR title. Yeah. 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 The totally thing agree. that stood out to me was the lighting. One of the really important mm-hmm. parts about Left 4 Dead was how they use lighting to tell you where to go without telling you where to go. And just the the kind of look of the game. It doesn't feel monotone monochrome it doesn't it, it seems kind of exciting like yeah. an exciting environment to, to be part of 
But you're constantly we have some people asking uh, what the weapon handling concerns were. Uh, like, I'll, I'll just give yeah. my experience really quickly. Sure. Is that uh, I am not able to like like I didn't get through the tutorial because I got so frustrated by it. But it's like when I grab my pistol in my right hand and I bring my left hand close to it to like you know to like aim to support it. Yeah. Yeah, it automatically switches to my left hand. Yeah. And if I, oh. like, you have, like, a, a manual reload feature and an easy reload feature, but the manual reload feature, for me at least, like, I, I can barely use it because every time I bring my left hand to, like, you know, to, to cock the, the gun, it switches to my left hand, which is in yep. these kind of situations when there's a lot of enemies coming, it's not something you really want happening. Yeah. But, I mean, I, that's that, that's been, that was my experience. I don't know if it's, I, I played it on the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah. Um, with a with a with a link cable connected to it, uh, so I don't know why that is happening. Also, I didn't have a lot of battery. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But uh, no, no, no. Th those yeah. um, those things that you mentioned are exactly the same thing that everyone's highlighting at the moment. Um, same uh, experience okay. with me. Like, like, like you say, you've got two options to reload: an auto reload where you just eject the mag and bring the gun to your chest, and mm -hmm. it auto reloads it, which is like Arizona sunshine. Um, yeah. Or you have manual reload where you have to physically slot in the mag. But the problem is, the mags location you can't actually fully insert the mag without your controllers colliding it just doesn't feel good yeah. um yeah. and and again like i had the same problem with you like there is a mechanic to use a supporting hand to aim correctly uh, which cups the bottom of the gun but as soon as you yeah. press it incorrectly it automatically moves the gun to your left hand and the same with yeah. pulling the slide back when you reload it automatically jumped to my left hand. So I had the same issues. Yeah, we have uh, Elnar VR saying that if you turn off sticky grip, that issue should be gone. Um, right. So that's something that, I mean, I haven't really gotten to the point that I got like a menu option system because I think that's even further down, uh, but yeah. that's probably something that I can try. Yeah. Sorry, is sticky grip an option in the game or is this something more platform level? It's option in the, in, the, in the game, I'd imagine. But the in problem the was, I, I couldn't yeah. find like an options menu anywhere because also, like, yeah. I couldn't find an option to turn on smooth turning. Um, yeah, I was wondering. Well, I saw in your in your clip here. I was wondering why you were using snap turn because yeah. I'm like that. It's not like Mike. No, yeah. definitely not. But, but definitely I think not. those options come after you finish a certain. Like, I think the tutorial you get like that. You know that yeah. casket, uh, that gaming casket where you can like select several of the things. So you can set some of them uh, yeah. before you start. But uh, I think once you get through the tutorial, you just get like a like a like an invite menu as well and like an option menu. But I just like I I, I quit after like you know like because I had so many problems with that with that pistol. I uh, yeah I was done with it for the night. But yeah, you know, like a, a couple of other issues that I found was like when when you're in the lobby area, everyone's muted, so you can see all these other players milling around, but you can't. None of them are actually talking, and I kind of ah. get it so that you don't have screaming kids like just making mm. driving you nuts but the thing is like if you team up with a group then voice should just be enabled by default because i was in a team and like we were we were all muted so we couldn't communicate and basically this is a game that revolves around communicating with your yeah. teammates yeah. um they also have this thing like it which is also in left for dead and back for blood but when a character is reloading their character says i'm reloading you know and then you you get a little icon in your hud of their character model like their face and it's just like oh, i just i just want to hear it i don't want to have to see like a pop-up in my display so hopefully we can turn that off um they do have a, a like i saw like in like some other videos that they have hud options but like i said like i haven't had enough experience with this game yet to really give like you know the solid impression with it uh 
haven't had the time to really experience that. But I do okay. see they have HD options so that you yeah. can like uh, select. Hope so. uh, yeah, I will play around again because Elnar uh, in the chat says on Oculus, the right thumbstick click is to open the menu, which is, I, I, I didn't find it. You wouldn't find that easily. No. Um, wow. So they, that's okay. unusual. I, like, I will go into the menu and, and, and mess around with it. But yeah, hopefully the weapon handling stuff will all get resolved because, like I said, this is just a play test right now. But mm. on the flip side, you know, it was very promising. The whole vibe and everything, yeah. I dig I, I dig it. Co-op zombie shooting, I'm all down for. It is essentially visually, like a... Visually it's... looks great. Hopefully that looks great on the quest as well. Um, I would say that the difficulty is a bit too easy for my liking on normal. I would probably prefer to play on hard. Uh, if I'm playing with you guys, for example, because we're all well versed in VR shooters, Absolutely. so you know we should we should smash yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I want, I want that challenge where you know your teammates are getting downed and you have to revive them and stuff. And so it's it's more frantic and exciting. But talking about like the uh, the lighting effects, Zim, going back to what you were saying, they do a great mm. job of like being in outdoor areas, then in indoor areas that are unlit. So you're sort of guiding the way with your torches, and that's when the tension really starts ramping up, and you've got zombies crawling on the ceilings and all sorts of shit going on. Um, that makes it really fun. So uh, I would say that it's definitely very promising. If they can iron out these little issues with the the weapon handling, I think they're onto a, a winner here for this one. I I liked I liked seeing you trying to unlock a door with your face. I think that was that was a pretty fun <laughs> mechanic. So in one part, Mike and his team, crew were trying to get through this door. And he's like pressing his face in the virtual world up against this reader, and it goes ding and lets yeah. you in. <laughs> and the thing is, I couldn't quite reach it's you because I'm quite, I'm quite small. So I was like on my tiptoes trying to get my face to line up with the scanner. Can you imagine being a, like a kid and and, and <laughs> jumping to do that? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really the thing is all the things that you guys are saying to me. These are all things that can be worked out. Those are yeah. not design problems that cannot be smoothed. No. Like the smooth turning having the options menu bound to the right button on you know uh, on the right platform so that the settings getting to the settings is easy having those toggles available um none of this sounds like it would really damage the gameplay one big question i had um i suppose rowdy maybe in the tutorial you wouldn't have seen this but you and i kind of played it around the same time you remember piles and piles of bodies like quite a few like how do they deal with the dead uh, zombie character does it does it fizzle away if you have 20 you know bodies on the ground does it stay or does it go away how does that work you guys i think i think they go away but the blood remains so like i think if you look okay. from the gameplay that i posted there was tons of blood all over the snow for example but the bodies themselves have actually disappeared i think i figured they would have to do yeah. that yeah it's a, it's a small shame but i i haven't seen a game yet that's been able to yeah. tackle like many entities it's funny when you, when you when you when you mentioned it i was like i didn't even think about that but you know it makes sense that they would disappear because i just remember there being a lot of blood everywhere and not seeing bodies yeah yeah it does seem according, to be there's some kind of a time pd and elnar they they stay though um so I don't, watch I mean, the gameplay watch the, the gameplay yeah. Yeah. play the gameplay I'm, back I'm, let's see i'm watching it i'm not seeing uh i'm not seeing them dissolve because in a lot of games they'll do that cheat the thing is when i played this preview whatever one or two i suppose two years ago um there were literally probably 30 to 40 zombies in a pile in front of me and it was very exciting to have that in vr and so if they have found a way to keep it i mean the corpses seem to be on the ground from okay. what we're seeing in the video so i, I stand corrected let's see Let, there's got to be a, a, a memory like a that, goldfish <laughs> that's a good point yeah you're you're following through so i've got a couple of other things sure. um unless you guys have any other points you wanted to mention or no good 
Yep. All right. So we'll play this at some point. If reality, you'll probably do this uh, at, at some point. And um, yeah. they might even do that live. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, okay. So a couple of things. Bit of news. I was scrolling through my quest uh, the other day and I came across the title. And I was like, what the heck is this? I didn't buy this game. <laughs> Why is this in my library? So there's been a rebrand and I wanted to tell you about it. Um, so there's a game called Golf Plus, uh, which is the rebrand and kind of amalgamation of a couple of different pieces of golfing games. Um, so you might have heard of, of Pro Putt or uh, uh, Pro Putt by Top Golf or however they had it labeled. Um, so in an Oculus blog post on uh, just recently, um, they mentioned about this and they said uh, that Golf Plus uh, is a new name that better represents the commitment to all the aspects of the game of golf. From mini golf and putting with Pro Putt to casually hitting shots with friends at Top Golf to a full course experience with real clubs, real courses, and real physics. And that's this package called Golf Plus. So uh, they said, and this is from the 18th of November, so again, similar timing to um, Lucky's Tale. They said, today Golf Plus has, has launched a uh, full course update, including a clubhouse, a driving range, and a practice area, an 18-hole Oceanside course, Callaway clubs, multiplayer, and difficulty settings for any skill level. There's a partnership with Wolf Creek Golf Course in Mesquite, Nevada, which means you can now play an epic, that epic well-known golf course uh, for $8. It's an in-app purchase. So I thought this was interesting, you know, and um, you've kind of brought, you've got three kind of different pieces in a single package. If you have the original game, you've got the original game. You now have the option to buy some DLC with it. Um, but just to compare or contrast against, let's say, my favorite uh, golf game, which is which is Walkabout Mini Golf, who we've had on as a sponsor before. That's a five-player game. Um, this was again, as I said, started its life as, as pro putt, which was another kind of putting experience, somewhat like mini golf, but I'll say like the the grown-up, the adult version, because it was like a little bit more serious. Um, but that's a an eight-player game. So if you find that you happen to be in I don't know a family or a bunch of friends and you're maxed out at five, well, now you have an option with Golf Plus, and that surprised me. And I just wanted everyone else to kind of. Who <laughs> was also surprised in their libraries? Um, you now have a more fully featured game uh, under a new title. So Golf Plus. There you go. Nice, cool. So that is that one. Um, final little point, and this is Mike. I think what you were talking about was, um, and, and simply because we did virtual cup for Mike, because he wasn't on the show, and we, we did that one last week. So this week, I did look I figured, into it. By the way, I did look into did you, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked pretty pretty rough though. It looked pretty bad. Probably, very yeah. simple, right? Yeah. A very simple New Zealand cop thing. Check next week or last week's ep last two weeks ago's episode uh, if you want to learn more about New Zealand's foray into VR uh, and want to be a New Zealander cop. <laughs> Maybe a, a, a twisted New Zealander cop by the looks of it. Um, so this one is for Nathy. So he's a huge Bioshock fan. Mm. Um, and Half-Life Alex again, he's a huge fan of that. So naturally, Return to Rapture, which released some time ago, um, was a, a Bioshock mod with a whole bunch of different assets that you could experience from the Bioshock universe. This now is going to get richer because Chapter 2 um, is landing soon. Um, wow. So this is going to bring Big Daddies as enemies, uh, additional assets uh, from the Bioshock universe. Uh, what I don't have is a release date. So unless, Mike, you know that, um, just tell us a little bit about playing the original. Yeah, so... Um... 
I was contacted by the developers of it, um, and they were like, "Hey, we're working on this part two. I didn't even know it was in the works." And I was like, "Oh, this looks great!" And then they shared yeah. sh shared the trailer, and it had like proper Bioshock weapons. So they had replaced actually like the Half Life weapons with Bioshock weapons. They had plasmids. They had plasmids. Uh, Bioshock enemies like the splices and stuff. Um, and I was like, "Oh, this looks really cool!" And they were like, "Yeah, it's going to be releasing like any day now." This was like a week ago. It's been delayed because I think they've uploaded it to the Steam Workshop, but there's some bugs uh, that they found in last-minute QA. So it's almost ready and is likely to drop imminently within the next two weeks, I would say. So keep your eye out for it. It's going to be free. Um, of course, if you want to support them, they're going to be uh, providing PayPal or Patreon details so you can support them. Uh, but just like the first part, um, it's going to be like eight to ten hours worth of content. Um yeah. I'd never actually oh. played Return to Rapture, so I thought I'd jump in and see what the original mod was like. And I have to say, oh. it's freaking fantastic. Like, it's so, so well done. I was actually surprised because when I originally saw it, I was like, yeah, you know, it's just it's just like Half-Life Alex, but like, yeah. you know, in, in like a little Bioshock skin. Uh, but it's actually much more than that. They've, they've added their custom voice lines, uh, story. Uh, you have the Vita Chambers, where if you die, you respawn in the Vita Chambers and stuff like that. They've they've done a really amazing job with Return Insane. to Rapture. And yeah. that released like a year or so ago. And this mm. one, they just say, is like phenomenal in comparison. So I've got real oh. high hopes for this second part. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to blow everyone away when uh, when it finally drops. That's nice. Yeah, um, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I love these projects. I absolutely love them. It looked a little bit complicated to install. Like you had to download like eight maps um, separately as That's in right. your Steam library. So I just wanted to mention that in case people are thinking it's a one-click job. The new isn't. one is a one-click job. Ah, okay. So they found a way Smart. to package a little bit more smartly. But, but also what I will say is about the original, although it is in eight parts that you have to download from the workshop, they do jump seamlessly, seamlessly through them. So right. when okay. you get to the end of the chapter, it literally loads straight into the next one. You don't have to go back to the menu or anything, which is very clever. So really, it's just about download the assets, go yeah. play your experience, and that's well, that's job done. What, what I find amazing about this, or like so so great about this, is this is like the the stark difference that you have between a company like Meta and a company like Valve, because you know this is the idea that Valve has with like yeah. you know open sourcing their engine or like uh, open sourcing their assets and making a modern community and having that com modern community you know contribute to that yeah. with with a, with a fantastic title like this and I I really think that deserves like a you know a little bit of a of a bit of extra attention as well because uh, you know that I really think that these kind of things are so 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 they, these are the things that are, that are gonna keep PC VR alive you know mm, if, yeah. if yeah. If we see like Meta like going more and more towards like you know Oculus Quest, the standalone, like I think these kind of games and experiences that are being developed by the community themselves basically uh, are are what gonna keep uh, PC VR at least alive. It, it's funny that you say like that about PC VR, but even like with Mike toying around this week with the Blade and Sorcery mod, Blade and Sorcery, yeah, mods in general, yeah. I, I think give so much additional life. I would have mm -hmm. never spent six years of my life, you know, hosting races in a set of course if it wasn't for mods. That, the original game was pretty rubbish. And honestly, original Skyrim was pretty rubbish. But when you have mods, which is the, a collaboration of hundreds of artists, you know, contributing to a game, it's going to be that those those artists are also going to find a, mm -hmm. a place on, on Quest and mobile platforms as well. So I'm, I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that like, when we see the focus, the, the eye of Sauron, like or Sauron change and it shifts and now... You know the money line is 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 dries a little bit up. Um, 
it gives such extensibility to it. Um, the last thing I wanted to say in this, and this was a more recent release, um, I don't think I mentioned it last week. Let me just see. No, I didn't. Um, so I did want to say something. Uh, Mike, you and Nathy had suggested a game to me uh, that I got to play, and I just wanted to show it because I think it doesn't get much fanfare, and it's a really different kind of game. Uh, the Secret of Retropolis mm. is like a... It's equivalent in VR, like a point-and-click adventure, like a story in a retro scene. Um, again, it's relatively short. You can probably clear it in 45 minutes if you're Zim, you know, an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's a really neat story, uh, really neat graphics. And I wasn't surprised at all that the, you know, the entire thing had kind of been drawn up in uh, in Quill. Um, yeah. And and so that visual style, we used to get a whole bunch of indie stuff that had been created some of it from oculus studios but also out, outside really cool projects i haven't seen them in a while um because of the news that we had with, with with those things you know no longer being funded studios shut down and stuff so seeing this the the secret of retropolis if you are looking for kind of a short sweet story i gotta say good recommendation so my little hat again off to both of you and nathan for the recommendation yeah it's really great like if you grew up playing point and click adventures like monkey island yeah. and those kind of games you oh, yeah. you will immediately this journey it, feel, yeah. it feels like a lucas arts title it, it absolutely does yeah spot yeah. on uh yeah the devs did an amazing job and and yeah it's like a hidden gem i don't know if it's on is it on app lab or is it on the official store now i'm not sure it's on the official uh yeah i think we just launched on the official store oh. i think you can get it in the official store now which awesome. is which is impressive awesome yeah. yeah they did a great job with it definitely worth checking out if you like point and click adventures yeah. For sure. So that's us. Uh, that's us for this week's highlight uh, on Spotlight of right. releases. So that was uh, Lucky's Tale, After the Fall, Golf Plus, and uh, Return to Rapture, the Half Life Alex mod. It's quite a Fair. bit to look forward to before you know you know the real Christmas season starts, right? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. After the Fall was going to be the big one. I'm looking forward to playing with you guys. Yeah. Hopefully, we can jump in, maybe even after this show. Yeah. So if you're yeah. if, you, if you're in there, <laughs> you might see us. Just saying. Um, if you've got any questions for us, by the way, now's a great time. Uh, chuck your burning questions in the chat whilst I just wrap up the show and remind you of the uh, the show times. Uh, thanks again for everyone that's viewing the show and also listening after the fact uh, on the audio versions, which are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Uh, also, thanks to our amazing sponsors, Resolution Games with Demio and SciTech Games with Winlands and Winlands 2. Uh, just a reminder of the show times, it's live streamed every other Saturday now on YouTube and Twitch. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 10am Pacific time. Hit the like button if you enjoyed the show and subscribe to our channel for all our future shows. Um, so let's see if there's anyone in the chat that wants to ask us anything. If not, we'll say goodbye. I'm surprised actually because we had so much to talk about this week that we actually breezed through it. And maybe that's because Nathie wasn't here. I'm just saying, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, pretty much Nathan's fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you cut a man out of the show. Of course, it's going to run shorter. You cut, know, so. cut Nathan out the show. We actually finished on time. It would have been a three-hour show with him here. So, I, just I saying. Think so, I think so. We we, we uh, miss we miss you, but we get through the show very quickly without you, Nathan. I wanted to, I wanted to pick this up. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, man! Happy birthday, um, VGA Port Authority. Birthday. I want a pirate-themed game in VR. I love that setting, especially around Christmas time. I wish we had sea of thieves vr yeah. that's what i want i or, want that so badly or even better for me at least assassin's creed black flag in vr mm -hmm. oh. yeah good shout good shout well, we, maybe maybe we'll get our uh yeah maybe, maybe that's what they're developing it's funny because you guys mentioned a mod that i got really excited about on the last show and that was is it space space rock galactic 
Oh, Deep, um, yeah. Deep Rock Galactic. Deep, Deep, Deep Rock Galactic, the one with the little dwarfs. Yeah. Yeah, that looks yeah. freaking awesome. That looks freaking awesome. It does yeah. look good. So I love that, that looks like another thing regularly. we could do, right? So we could totally do that. So they they although they're not pirates, well they're kind of space pirates, and they do <laughs> yeah. have beards, kind of piratey. So just saying. Yeah. The the closest thing that you can actually get to space pirates, if you want pirate themed, if you like pirate themed, i.e. ocean, you're screwed. But um, space pirate from other suns is oh, okay. the best. <laughs> oh. Yeah. space pirate game that's out there how that game on the even, oculus platform how that game is not on quest i i do not know it needs to be on quest it does need to absolutely be on quest. and gunfire games if you don't know of them uh they do excellent games and this game you'll you'll love it there's a lot of game there for you you won't beat it in your first run and expect to put a lot of hours in to be able to beat it. <laughs> Good suggestion from the chat, actually. Uh, Serpo asks, have we tried a GTFO mod yet? Oh, not together. We, we haven't should. tried it together. I've tried it very briefly, but it was very early days of the mod. And from all I've heard, it's got much better since then. So exactly. maybe that's something we should re revisit as a team, actually, and try that out. Yeah. That's a great. Okay, excellent. We're just going to plan all of our shows from yeah. here until GTFO. <laughs> here until Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you can guess what that stands for. Yeah. Get, Get the F reality out. <laughs> there we go. Well, what a way to end the show. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks where we'll be back with more VR news. But until then, have a great couple of weeks in VR. Take care of yourselves and bye bye for now. <laughs>